Welcome to Dude Exactly, a podcast where each episode starts with a question about music or movies and devolves into a random discussion between longtime friends. That's music professor and composer Brian Cobb. And that's conductor and military musician Domingos Robinson. You know, I've got a question, my friend, that um, I don't think we've ever really asked each other. And uh, why did you decide to go into music? (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, Man, I think uh, there's a lot of ways to, you know, to kind of go about this. Um, I think, first of all, I wouldn't say I fell into it or, you know, like there was inertia involved. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a little bit of that, you know, you know, cause you, I would say that it might've been around my, our sophomore junior year of high school that I thought maybe like I'd want to go into music. Right. I think certainly those f- first uh like you know sophomore junior senior year even i was thinking i was going to be a you know like a performer right that's right i remember that yeah you know and 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 then um you know i think by the time i started auditioning for colleges i think i realized um you know man there's a lot of you know that so i play flute for those of you who we don't know that why well, I did play flute. That was my main instrument. So uh, news news alert, there are a lot of great flute players in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of great every instrument, but yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. So I think part of it for me, you know, as I went down the journey was realization that as good as I thought I was, um, and, you know, and I was a good player, obviously, you know, right. to be, Oh, for to get sure. it to college and doing all you state, know, you know, just yeah, killing it in high school, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I was, I was a good player. By the time I graduated college, I was, I would say, a very good player. But um, I think what became evident to me was what I loved. So you know, to this is going to be kind of a rambling answer, right? But you know, if you're going to go into music, you better love it. Like right. it better be like the the thing for you because it is a hard profession to to be in. You know, like no matter what facet of music you you try to do as a career, whether it's you know be a performer, whether it's to be a teacher, um, you know, composer, yeah, um, management side, like all of those, I think music uh, career fields are tough right. to break into and to succeed. Yeah, it takes grit. It takes, you know, just plowing through. I mean, yeah. the hours on anything you do in music. And it's like that with other arts, I guess, you know, and other things, right? Like you said. Yeah, yeah, you got to be dedicated for sure. So, you know, to put in, you know, if, you, if you're like a, you know, studying an instrument, studying voice, you know, when you're in high school, you're practicing any chance you get. Right. And when you're like, you know, like I'd, uh, you know, instead of having study hall, you know, I'd go to the band room and I'd practice right every every chance several times a day if I could, you know, um, 
before I got home and then I would practice when I got home. You know, that's just to break even, right? Um, in college, you're practicing, you know, anywhere between three and six hours a day. And if you're a music ed major, now you have all these other instruments you have to learn. I mean, it's, it's tough. <laughs> so you better love it. Right. I think that's the thing. And what I found out was that I do love, I did love music. I love yeah. making music, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, to play flute. Right. And that's where things started to change for me. So I think that'll be my, my first pass at answering the question. Gotta yeah. love music. I did love it more than anything. Uh, but I realized that it didn't have to be like playing the instrument. Right. Yeah. You know, like when I think about my journey, you know, when I decided I'm not exactly sure, but one thing I did know is from an early age, <clears throat> I wanted to create, you know, started off with drawing and, you know, then, you know, poetry, then, you know, finding my way and being absolutely awed by the power of heavy metal <laughs> and, yeah. you know, just wanting to do that. Um, and, you know, what's interesting is when I think back to the power of that music, you know, I gravitated towards bass, right? And, you know, I still play bass now. I think I have a mindset of a bass player, very practical in the sense of, you know, sort of, you know, in the background, you know, just methodical. You know, that's sort of, you know, what sort of drew me in, in, into music. But I wasn't satisfied with with just playing heavy metal. You know, I mean, my um, my evolution before, you know, I, I met you was, you know, um, neighborhood bands and, you know, and it would be even hard mm -hmm. to play like one tune, right? We would just <laughs> learn riffs and try to rehearse. But but the idea was I loved that space, right? And, you know, I just happened to be in a neighborhood where there were so many musicians, you know, that went on to actually have, you know, careers in music, um, producers right, and, yeah. you know, I mean, just all sorts of stuff. So it wasn't like, you know, we were, you know, an anomaly in the, in the town. But one thing I'll say is that the support for music was there. You know, and I, I'm not sure about you, but my family was unbelievably supportive about putting my efforts into something that I just did all the time, you know, either listening mm -hmm. or practicing. And like you said, you're practicing all of the time and you have to love that process. But at that time, it's like, you know, going through pre uh, puberty, right? And you're like... <laughs> Oh, you know, I like this yeah. person and that's all I can think about. I don't know why, right? That's right. what music's like, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. A, and and we and, were good. And you uh yeah. And you um you know, before you get too far down the road and, and you gigged when you were in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. I I played my my cousin who was like, you know, someone I, you know, looked up to you know, um, he was just sort of a, an elusive person that, you know, being a lot younger than him, you know, I wanted to be mm -hmm. be a part, you know, just a fantastic musician. And then I got a chance to play when I was, you know, about 16 years old in a in a bar band, you know, and it's sort of dive bars, <laughs> but 
through that process, that was like a college degree. You know, I had to learn a lot of rock songs I did not even know. I haven't even heard, right? And quickly mm -hmm. learn them and learn them, in, you know, on the bandstand with my cousin, you know, you know, yelling in my ear, like, go to E, no D, right? And just <laughs> real time. And yeah. I was able to do it and I loved it. But then I also saw, you know, another part, which was the people in the bar, not us playing it, but the, you know, the people in the bar. And I just saw some, you know, horrible stuff, you know, that it was like, huh, I'm not sure, you know, I, you know, I love music, but I'm not sure this is for me. And that sort of, you know, drove me to, to want to have, have more in control of where I'm actually playing music. And that evolved, right? That, that mm -hmm. whole thing. I mean, what, um, actually, I, I don't think I know this, um, as well as what was the first music that, you know, if, if, if you had something that lit the spark of you're now going to do music for the rest of your life, you know, what is that? Um, I think it was, you know, so I listened to, um, you know, the usual suspects in junior high and high school, mm -hmm. you know, metal, you know, quiet riot, twisted sister, Sure. All that stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Beastie Boys. Still love the Beastie Boys. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of like, you know, what inspired me as, a, you know, to be like, hey, you know, I want to be like that. It was the first time I saw, um, first time I went to uh, Symphony Hall, you know, so like, like you know, how our, our school, you know, we used to get tickets for the Celebrity Series. Sure. And, yeah. That you was... know, we'd sign up. Yep. What a tremendous, uh, I don't even know how... Mr. Bell and Mr. Niffin, you know, were able to get those tickets, but because I don't, we were the only kids I ever saw at the Symphony Hall, right. except ones with their parents. Right. But um, I think the first one I went to that I can remember was probably seeing Jean-Pierre Rampal. Yes. You know, the great French flutist, uh, one of the great flutists of the 20th century. Seeing him perform was like life-changing. Yeah. You know, because... You know, obviously, I, I I had heard professional flutists play. You know, mm -hmm. had I had cassette tapes of them, right? Sure. Um, and and LPs, but you know, going into Symphony Hall to, and someone play like that, you know, just a few feet from me, uh, the power of that was just like just blew my mind, you know. And so, you know, and then going backstage, and you know, he signs you, right. signs my program, and. And um, I remember one of the times I went, you know, Mr. Bell was like, oh, you know, he's, he's my student and, um, you know, he has an audition in a couple of days and, you know, Ron Paul was like, good luck, you know, <laughs> right. You know, and it just, that really just inspired me, you know, something as simple as that. And, um, you know, I think, I think we went to hear like, uh, I forget, maybe the Munich Philharmonic or something like that played there. So like, those were the things that kind of really, uh, got me thinking like, man, this is like next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is nothing like band. <laughs> right. Yeah. As much as I like band. I mean, obviously I, I do band now, but you know, there's, you know, what we experience, and then there's that and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> this is, this is rungs above what we do now. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about the expanse of music, that was something, you know, that really pushed me first 
you know, I, I think both of us probably wouldn't have taken the track if we didn't have success. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, you can dream of being a an NFL player, but if your yeah. body isn't built and you don't have the passion for it, you just, you know, you're not even going to make varsity squad, never mind the NFL, right? So, oh, yeah, I you can, know, I can speak from experience on that. And, <laughs> you know, just thinking about, you know, going in and, and just being involved in, you know, people, uh, you know, having opportunities to play different music and, but, you know, to, from that point, once once I found the love of music, it really hasn't stopped for me. You know, it it mm -hmm. it evolved, right? Um, and it evolved in a way that, you know, as you begin to think about college and a life after college and all the things that your your life will in, um, entail, right? Um, everyone has their own journey, right? And it just just so happened you know we were we were best buds at a time when you know we were in the same place in terms of this love of of music right yeah and i think that you know that um i think our friendship you know it came at a time when i think we you know we could have gone a couple different ways and i think uh those discussions that we had mm -hmm you know, the listening sessions that we had and, right. you know, just the, that kind of shared experience, I think, I think nurtured our, uh, like our, our love of music and our love of, of creating. Yeah. And, and it kind of fed, fed that beast, you know, I mean, I think, you know, the, everyone that started out in college as a music major doesn't end college with a music degree. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, there are, and there are a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The end, they find out they're not talented enough. Um, you know, they were they were a big fish in a small pond, and and now they're in an ocean, and they, you know, they just yeah, they're like yeah, that's not for me. Right. I have other things I can do. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it might be it might be a um, a drive thing, you know. And if you don't have, sometimes someone needs an, a little kick in the pants or an external motivation to kind of get you over the hump. Yep. You know, that's that's what good. A good friend might do like in our case that's what yeah. a good teacher might do yeah um you know if you see a, a you know a student that has the talent but maybe doesn't quite have the drive yet hasn't found that inner motivation yeah you know, so i think that was for me i know our our friendship did a lot for me in terms of uh shaping me as a musician and, and as an artist for sure yeah, you know, likewise, because it's, you know, there's a, um, you know, there's a passion, but there's also a sense of detail and depth that, you know, I think is really needed when you're, when you're, you know, digging into music, right? You search for those people to be talking on a certain level, not just about, you know, the, the surface, but really about all aspects, you know, and it, you know, it was it was sort of interesting where we ended up because we're both, you know, professional musicians and, you know, when, you know, to, to be a professional, right, is um, looks so different from musician to musician. And it's something that evolves over your life, right, unless you're lucky, right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, so I know uh, you mentioned, you know, um, you know, at some point you must have said, you know, I want to conduct, you know, what, uh, mm. you know, what made you change from flute to conducting? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, um, the first time I remember thinking about it was actually um, like eighth, maybe eighth grade or ninth grade. Mm -hmm. uh, I was at um, Summer Wind Ensemble, you know, at the South Shore Conservatory. Yes, right. And um, you know, I was in the summer camp there and they had a theory class, I remember. Um, and one of the things in the theory class, like for like maybe three or four days was like a basic kind of conducting thing. And it was really just like everybody in the, in the little class, like, you know, uh, just singing, you know, ta-ta-ta, uh, you know, like really basic, but just for everyone to get up in front of everybody else and just experience what it's like to be the conductor and to be able to show speed and articulation and or whatever, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so it was just an experiential thing for, you know, for me, I was like, like I said, I think it was between eighth and ninth grade that summer. Must have had a big effect, you know? So, yeah, well, the funny thing is, you know, so I, we did it and then the main conductor, so I was in the, in the middle band or there were two bands. I was in the second band at that time, um, with Mr. Walkup. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he was the one teaching the class. And so like the next day we were doing it again and and Mr. Rowell who you know Bill Rowell who was the one who conducted the top ensemble uh and was the conductor at UMass Samhurst for many years uh the wind band there um he came into the class and he's like I hear I need to see uh Domingos uh, conduct and so he had me get up in front of the class and he and he did it you know we were, I was conducting and then he started to take away limbs. He's like, okay, now can only conduct with one hand. Now conduct with no hands. Now conduct with your eyes closed. And, and I had to like bring people in. And each time I was able to do it. Mm. And he was like, nice, you know? And it was just kind of like, you know, you should think about, uh, you know, pursuing that, whatever, you know, whatever. It was, I don't yeah, even think yeah. it was that, it was that um, specific, but he was just kind of, he said something encouraging, like, hey, you might, this might be your thing. Yeah. You know I mean? And then I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And then uh, my freshman year in college, that's when it started to really solidify for me. You know, I was a music ed major, and then I got to conduct the wind ensemble. My freshman year, I conducted one piece in the spring concert because yeah. the, the conductor thought I would, you know, that I could do it. And then it kind of took off from there. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. How about you? When, when did you be like, you know, I think I want to be a composer. You know, it's, um, I think it was around the time where, you know, I wanted to, wanted to create music and I started actually with, with jazz, you know, sort of improvisation, a very basic, but, but the idea that there's, there's two type of, of composition really, right. There's real time, right and where it might be a format and then hearing the music of sting for some reason you know really caught me um the album nothing like the sun i don't mm. know just 
um, you know, there's a, a the final song on there called "The Secret Marriage," and um, and it's pretty much like an art song, and that's the piece that really pulled me in, right? And and it was only after that, once I understood about, oh, I, I like writing music. You know, you start writing songs, but you don't really know anything. You can barely write anything down. Didn't even know how to write chord symbols, right? But I had enough passion and, and my parents sent me to the Berkeley summer program. And, you know, on a very fundamental level, I started learning skills and I just took to it. You know, I was a sort mm -hmm. of a middle of the road student. I went there and it was like, this is what I want to study. I am so into it. It's so interesting. And I don't see any end to it, you know, yeah. and this is when I was in 10th grade over the summer. I want to spend my summer studying music. And I must say, Domingos, even this week, you know, I'm, I'm teaching a subject, you know, I teach core music theory and, you know, I'm teaching the exact same stuff. And each year when I come around, I get <laughs> as excited, you know, I'll try to find new <laughs> examples for myself to keep me interested, but I just love the process of of digging and thinking about these ideas and yeah you know from a composing standpoint that's that's the journey of all journeys for me actually um as a human being i i really don't separate my existence from from my art and my music is that so much of the the big things in life can be pondered through artistic creation and also it's the place it's the only place well actually that's not true actually there are there's you know the way that my life works in music i would say that it's all sort of funnels through this idea that i'm losing myself whether it's composing for sure teaching most of the time if you know it's not a struggle with the student you know, mm -hmm. where they're not interested when you're just speaking to a wall and every teacher knows when that is. Um, and then there's, you know, the process of building lectures and and then obviously performing. Right. I lose myself mm -hmm. in all of them. And there are, you know, they all have their own attributes that are unbelievably fulfilling. I would say you have a more um, I'm not sure what the right word is, but normal career. Mm hmm. Like when yeah. you think of like a uh, a professional musician, I mean, you you teach, yeah. you perform. Uh, I mean, you compose and, you know, many don't, but a lot of good musicians also compose to some degree. Yeah. Obviously, you're more of an, an established composer. But, you know, that kind of like um, kind of full gamut of skills that you bring to bear in order to create a living, you know, right. yeah. um, I think is really really interesting and really important for anyone who wants to be wants to make a living doing music that is like the main way to do it is like really bringing like your full all your skills to bear right you know and, and exploiting them in, in different ways and, and exploring them right yeah. and it and it ebbs and flows there are times like you know the last couple of years i am so in education because of just the situation Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's really the focus of my life. That is certainly where I make my money, the majority of my money. But 
you know, the other things, I'm less without it. Like, I don't see how I can be as good of a teacher in person if I'm not doing those other things. So even, mm -hmm. you know, like it ebbs and flows. There are times when, when the gigs are, are plentiful, but there are times when they're not, right? There might be something mm -hmm. to be scored or something or a commission, and then you dedicate your time to that, right? Um, right. And and yeah, being okay with that, yeah. And, and this brings up like the idea of making it, you know, I know that, you know, yeah, when with you're... big air quotes, <laughs> right? What is making it right? And, you know, I mean, it's going to be different for everyone. But of course, when we were younger, and people knew, we were going into music, they're like, I hope you make it, you know, and, yeah. you know, making it is part of your own mindset, right? It's your own model of, of what that is that dream, whatever that is. And some are mm -hmm. totally irrational and out of reach unless you're unbelievably lucky. But yeah, yeah um, I mean, it's it's tough, right? Um, that idea, you know, it might not be. Sorry, I was just I was just it, it made me think of like a particular person uh, like that I went to college with who was like a music he was a music major. Then he went, went to music theater and you know, did he make it? Well, I don't know. He's a TV producer. You know, he's done multiple television programs for, you know, like the History Channel and A&E. So, yeah, I guess he made it. You know, is he? did he make it in exactly the thing that he studied in college? Right. No, but, you know, being in that creative major probably helped him be a TV producer now. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I maybe that's something that, you know, making it, you know, whatever that sort of means for for someone. I mean, to me, it's it's having a good life in in a way that you get up every day and you're excited to do what you do, whatever that is. And for musicians, I would say, you know, I've been around people that, you know, were in their 90s and certainly have made it have won massive prizes and are you know playing with the most world-class musicians and they're just they're still doing it and whether or not they're making money i have no idea but they're not stopping right mm -hmm. and you know there's certainly um i mean that that thing that music doesn't have to be how you make your living, it could still be the center of your life, you know, yeah. Um, mm, yeah. if, if that makes sense, because I've, I've sure. seen, you know, I mean, think of someone like, you know, for instance, Charles Ives, who, who made, mm -hmm. you know, his, his money through insurance. But mm -hmm. that's, you know, I mean, he still, I, I guess this is what it was in the 90s. He still had laws on the books that he proposed or things in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. But we all know him as, you know, one of the great American composers. And then right. he did that. Obviously, the the sound of the music <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> you know, you know, top 40 hit by any means. Right. Right. But, you know, he did it forever, you know. Um, yeah. I think, you know, you're hitting on the thing where, you know, making it is something that you decide. Right. You know, it's, it's, it should be an internal uh, criterion. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and it's not necessarily a destination. Right. There's no, there's no prize at the end, you know, being like, all right, you made it. Now you can stop and look out over the mountaintop. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like climbing Everest. I mean, you, you can't go any further when you get reached the top of Everest. Otherwise, you know, you're going to go over. But in something like this, you know, it's it really is the process and, you know, what your internal goals are for you mm-hmm. as an artist, you know, you know, whether it's, hey, you know, I just want to get up every day and play my piano and, and you know, and, and, and that feeds my soul or whether it's, hey, you know, I really want to be a recording artist. I want to get my music out there, you know, mm-hmm. so people can hear it Yeah, and it's distributed. Okay, well, that's a, a very, um, you know, concrete goal. But that can also be, it doesn't mean you have to like go and sign a, a record deal with, you know, um, you know, some big label. I mean, right. you could, you could self uh, distribute or whatever, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways to get your music out. There, oh, absolutely. Especially now. You can make it sign the deal, but then you have people telling you what your music should sound like to sell better. Yeah. Right. So, right. <laughs> so, you, you know, you made it, but you made it with, uh, an asterisk, you know, yeah. and like you may have uh, 10 million bucks in the bank, but all your music is not actually your music anymore. Right. So yeah. Did you make it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, the other thing that I find, you know, interesting, I'm not sure if you're this way. I, I think you are. Um, uh, would yeah like like your responses i am a person that doesn't look forward to the end points of things and what i mean mm-hmm. by that is you know i i feel like the generation of oh when i reach this point then all is good right um mm-hmm. and you see this with like you know working out or it could be something there's always something after that right if you you know lose the weight yeah. and you work out you have this fitness now you got to sustain it right the work right. isn't done and that's the way i choose to think about my musical life and just my life in general is you know something when i went into music i was actually thinking long and hard about longevity you know, and that's actually the reason I took the path into education and, and higher education mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I, you know, I have certain interests, you know, I love teaching, but I like to teach certain things. And, you know, I, I, this is the track that I see that I can do this until I'm truly ready to, to give it up and it won't be, you know, someone doing it for me. You know, and mm-hmm. perhaps that might be the case, but but as far as I'm concerned, you know, if you're a good teacher and you're, you know, you love what you do, when 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 the end point is there, it's not oh you're 60, you're done, next one up, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um, you know that you know feeds in, and if it's that time where it is, and then that's when, you know, I move in another direction and focus more on that other thing, you know. Yeah. And still teach, it, you know. Yeah, I think it goes back to the process thing, right? You know, it's like yeah, you know, like for me, you know, I mean, I'm I'm looking at this now where you know I so I'm a I'm a military musician, conductor, 
you know, and I can't be in the military forever. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, either based on age or rank, at some point I have to get out. And so, you know, and I'm looking at it now where I could retire as early as like maybe four years from now or something. Yeah. From the, from the military. Yep. Uh, and, you know, and we're talking about, you know, you know, traveling and buying a retirement, retirement home, um, quote in quotes, but, um, you know, our, our final home ish. Yeah. I mean, gotcha. Um, you know, cause as a military person, I've been, tra- I've been moving every three to five years for the last 22 oh, years. Feel great to lay the anchor, you know? Oh man. It'll, it'll feel nice to like buy a home and I don't have to worry about, you know, the movers breaking a bunch of crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I could actually buy some nice things and I don't right. have to worry about it. You know? Yeah. Um, so for me, like I see the end in sight in terms of full-time uh, professional musician. Mm-hmm. You know, what does retirement look like when I'm in my mid fifties and I don't have to work full-time? And, you know, that's something I'm, I'm thinking, I've, I have been thinking a lot about, you know, mm-hmm. I, I still have a love of music. I still love uh, performing, conducting, making music. And I don't think that's going to change in four years. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, I also will be, you know, 26 years in, in the army moving around and the, the number of performances I've done, number of ceremonies I've done, number of meetings I've gone to, I'll be ready to take a break. Right. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Right. But I do wonder, like, you know, so I, I've always thought about, hey, you know, maybe I'll guest conduct festivals or whatever and, you know, find different kind of passion projects. I mean, you know. you'd be an amazing teacher too, man. You know, I'm not sure if you've ever thought of it, but that's a, could be a side a side thing, you know, but yeah, like an adjunct type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Could be, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I think to me, I, I'll just have to kind of see how I feel, you know, at the time and see what opportunities come up. I mean, all I know is that I'll be, I'll be glad not to have to work full time and, and to be able to travel and st- do stuff like that. You know, that that's one great thing that my career has afforded me is, is that ability to do that, you know, because, be, you know, being in the military, you know, if you stay in long enough, you, you do have that opportunity. Right. Um, if, if you're, if you're good with your money. And of course my wife is really good with our money. So, <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah. So she's, yeah, I, I've earned a, a good, good living, but um, <laughs> if it wasn't for my wife then we would not be retiring <laughs> I would be looking for another full-time job if it wasn't for her, for sure. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. but that's a, a long-winded way to say, you know, what is that process going to be for me? I don't know. Um, but I do know that I, music will always be something that's important. It just won't be something I, I have to do to make a living. Yeah. And that's, that's nice. You know what I mean? Because then I can define it clearly just on what I feel I want to do rather than any kind of external thing like paying bills or anything. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, thinking about being in the museum. I mean, we're, we're in our late forties. Right. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, I never feel like, oh, I went down the, the wrong road, you know, like nothing I've done in the experiences and 
you know, the quality of life in the job or in the place making the art, all of that, you know, it's not a struggle. There, there isn't the conflict. The only conflict that I have, you know, besides, you know, just, you know, the regular human worries, right, mm -hmm. is, oh, this piece isn't done. You know, um, I would Good like, lines. you know, just it's my own thing. Like I'm, you know, driven enough that, you know, and I think any any creative person is, you know, I need to get that done so I can move on to the next thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, that that internal drive, I just can't shake. There's always something to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it's really hard for me to go on vacation because of it, because. I'm always figuring out manufacturing something to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there you're one of those people that you got to have something going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the only time I, I let myself chill and not really think is when, you know, the Patriots are playing, <laughs> you know, and then I stress out because the Patriots are yeah. playing. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean i'm 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 a similar way i think in terms of um there's always something going on usually it's work related you know so for me when i go on what we call leave in the military on vacation you know i still have my work phone with me and i still i'm still connected i still have to be connected because of the nature of you know my position yes right um and so, you know, there's always that, but then there's always, you know, the next thing that we're, you know, that we're wargaming and, and trying to figure out, you know, the next, whether it's, hey, what's that program going to be next spring? You know, like right now we're thinking about, you know, spring tour, you know, what's that going to look like? You know, we're starting to figure out where we want to go and, you know, assuming everything you know, comes back to, you know, say a pseudo normal you know, what the programs are going to be. We're starting to think about that, you know? So to me, that's kind of feeding my soul because I haven't conducted in over a year, you know, right. I, haven't, I haven't conducted a, an ensemble in so long um, because of COVID-19. Um, but now, you know, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Right. And so yeah. being able to think about those creative things is certainly feeding, right. Get feeding me right now get the stack of scores and start learning, you know, or, <laughs> or, or just being, being involved in that process. Right. Of, yeah. You know, that's actually something that, you know, I'm excited about too, like whether it's learning, I don't know, covers or, you know, just learning new, my, my own music, you know, when I perform, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in bands that, you know, we're playing each other's music, you know, that's, that creative process, you know, just to get those things going is very exciting, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to have- Yeah, we were, we were joke, we were uh, on site yesterday uh, doing a, um, a video recording for Memorial Day. And uh, my boss and I were standing to the side there and, you know, the band is, is, is uh, playing to a track and as, the, as we're doing video, video shoot and, um, he just kind of looks at me. He's like, I think I forgot how to read music. because <laughs> <laughs> It's been so long, you know? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's, oh, like, man. 
our first rehearsal is going to be like um like a, a cacophony of yeah of sounds coming at us we're going to be like whoa 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 yeah can, can you just play that like slower and softer so I can try to figure out what's going on? Right. You get to play that Ives piece, the country band march or whatever that is. Oh, where... forget that, man. <laughs> I, won't, I won't have a clue what's going on. Right. It's going to take me like two or three rehearsals like... to like recalibrate my ears. <laughs> It'd be like, yes, you know, you got to play so right so you play it wrong. But when you play it wrong, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was... That was pretty funny, and it is going to be interesting that first time where we, you hear, you know, eighty-five musicians playing mm. at the same time, and being able to dissect that, you know, after not being not doing it for over a year. Yeah, it's like ooh, it's going to be a crazy. celebration on many, you know. It is. Just... I'm probably I'm probably going to have like a, uh, you know, a season two Mandalorian finale uh, situation where, <laughs> you know, start to have those watery eyes you know sure <laughs> i see the green lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> absolutely ah well you know it's uh yeah what a wonderful conversation man you know it's yeah. uh to the audience listening you know if you're if you're a musician or whatever you're doing right you know thinking about why you took a path right we all have different paths you know some some paths are you know, are, are very linear, others are not, you know, and I think I certainly feel, you know, gratitude that the choice that I make without even knowing whether it would work, you know, mm -hmm. that it's, it's been the right one for me. But if it wasn't, you know, I wouldn't have any, any qualms about just, you know, changing it, you know, over time, of course, it's not something you can do overnight. But yeah, yeah. and taking that leap, you know, leap yeah. of faith for, of your, of yourself, you yeah. know, of your abilities and your willingness to stick your neck out there and, you know, to take, take a chance, you know, like for me, it was, uh, you know, when I, when I took the job to be a, a military conductor, I mean, I was just like, you know, there's a, there's an age limit to joining the military. So let me do it. I was 26 at the time. Yeah. Me, once I won the job, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. If I don't like it, I'll quit when my service obligations up and I'll, I'll go back to doing what I thought I was going to do before, which was to, you know, kind of teach high school, get a doctorate and mm. do what you do is teach, teach college. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought I was going to do. And I'm sure I would have been happy doing it, but uh, I'm certainly thrilled with my, the choice or the, the leap that I made, the choice that I made, the risk that I took. Yeah. Uh, it, it worked out for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I would, I wouldn't trade this career as much as I complain about me about, you know, the bureaucracy of the army and, you know, you know, we're the government, we're here to help, you know, the, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, all those cliches are true about working for the government, but there's also been this great gift of, of being able to perform and do a lot of great, great things that I, I, I just wouldn't have been able to do, not right. would have not been able to do if it wasn't for my, you know, my love of music and, and, and the career that it's allowed me to have. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, just speaking from, you know, um, a year by year, when you think of, of jobs, I mean, creatively, every project's its own, every gig's its own, you know, learning new mm -hmm. tunes, but, you know, just speaking to being a, an educator, you know, every year has its, 
has its special quality, even though um, I'm teaching a lot of the same ideas year after year. You know, I just love sort of the the influx of new new students coming from different mm. areas and as generations change and you know the region changes then my my students change you know and i just love that because without a doubt you know the thing with music and music classes is that there's a heavy attrition and that really doesn't change no matter how prestigious mm -hmm. the school is that is oh, there yeah. and the you know the the cream of the you know rises to the top and the ones that are interested it may not be talent it might just be interest and love and being a curious person and that type of person to be around is awesome you know and mm -hmm. ext extremely fulfilling you know and yeah. every year mm -hmm. there's a new crop you know <laughs> yeah and it's like a feedback loop, I think, for you as well. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I get as much from the, you know, and it sounds like a cliche, but it is true, you know, because that strives me not to be a, a half-assed teacher that mails it in, <laughs> right. right? I got to do better. They deserve it, you know? And, yeah. you know, they, they give me the passion by, by being there and, and being sort of all in like I am, you know, not, not all, but you know, attrition. Yeah. It's it's all yeah, about attrition. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> dude. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right on. All, all right, right, brother. All right. Awesome conversation. Can't wait for the next one. All right, man. All Have right. a good one. All right. You too. Take care. Thanks for listening to Dude Exactly. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a review. And if you didn't enjoy the podcast, Please don't. To catch more episodes, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also reach us at dudeexactly at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Dude. Exactly.